The following is a presentation of Learfield IMG College. It's Monday night in Atlanta, and that means it's time to talk Yellow Jacket Athletics in this week's edition of GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. GT60 is brought to you by Georgia Power, bringing you the energy for every game day and to your community, too. Visit georgiapower.com sports to learn more. Now, to get things started, we head live to the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. And a happy Monday to you. Welcome in. It's another edition of GT60 here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Georgia Tech in the middle of finals, and then the final exam concludes on Saturday when the Jackets, for the first time in 19 years, take on the Kentucky Wildcats at Rupp Arena. We'll break down that matchup, revisit the two games Georgia Tech had this past week, the ACC Big Ten Challenge versus Nebraska and the ACC Home Opener versus Syracuse on Saturday. And we look forward to doing so with your tweets and phone calls. The number is 866-477-7020. You can also chime in on Twitter. Just use the hashtag GT60. I'm Andy Demetra, joined as always by the head coach of your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Let's welcome him in now, Josh Pastor. Coach, good to talk to you. How are you? Well, Andy, I'm doing great. Uh, one of my great sayings, I like to always say, every day you wake above ground's a great day. So uh, that's a good thing, <clears throat> even though uh, our game Saturday was not good. <laughs> that was not a... Uh, um, a fun Saturday afternoon for anybody, but we have a lot to talk about regarding that, obviously, and uh, just kind of our whole week from from last week. But um, <clears throat> uh, but we'll get better. Just a few things, if you don't mind me. Um, sorry, I was just telling Miller there to lower it a little bit there. But um, <clears throat> so let's talk about last week, and then going into Saturday's game. Sure. Uh, a few things. Um, so first of all, we we talked about Bethune Cookman on Sunday. You know, last Monday, and then we played the ACC Big Ten Challenge Wednesday versus Nebraska, and uh, that was an important game. I thought we were really good defensively. I thought our execution was really good for the most part. Um, you know, we we really guarded them in many many different ways, and uh, I thought our just our execution on both sides of the ball uh, were, were were high level, and uh, everybody contributed. Everyone gave great minutes. And uh, it was a solid, really solid win in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Well, then you go into Saturday, 72 hours later, playing Syracuse, less than 72 hours later. A few things. Um, and and I want people to understand, because especially if you're a Georgia Tech grad, you know this. I mean, we're one of the few schools in the country that finals go over two weeks or a week and a half. You know, it, it, it's usually most schools' finals are just one week. This is a week and a half of things. And we started finals on Thursday. So when our game ended, I mean, we had multiple guys had 8 a.m. finals the next day. Um, I mean, right away. I mean, and you think about it when someone ends a game. So the game started at 7.15. We ended about 9.10. We got into the locker room. Uh, the time you shower and everything and the time you leave the, the arena is about 10 p.m. Well, anybody knows when you've had an intense game, it's a work, you know, your uh, energy, uh, most people don't fall asleep till maybe one in the morning at the minimum it takes you a while to wind down you're going to eat a meal you're going to wind down you have to study and get prepared for the finals the next morning so there's a lot involved in that so when you think about it most people when you when you're when you have a late night of 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 doing your job whatever that may be um, and especially for our student athletes um, they're not going to be able to go get right to their dorm and just 
you know, fall asleep. You know, they got to be prepared for the for the next day. So we had an intense Thursday, Friday, um, uh, you know, final section uh, with many tests, many guys in the finals uh, with with important classes where a lot of these final grades test. Uh, 30% of their grades are, you know, end up coming down this final test or whatever it may be. Well, and you, you are preaching to the choir from all these Georgia Tech fans. Yeah, so they they, under, they, they 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 understand that, and so that is a um, that is a, a, a something that's a that's a real deal. Now, as I've said it a thousand times, and I'll say it a thousand more because I talk about it all the time in the recruiting when we're dealing with recruiting with young people that the power of getting a Georgia Tech degree. I mean, 45 to 46 percent of graduates that have nothing to do with athletics become millionaires. That's the power of getting a Georgia Tech degree. It is powerful. It is strong. You you can change generations of your of your family by getting a Georgia Tech degree. You 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 just you you open doors that you could never think of, and that's what's so great about Georgia Tech. And on top of that, it makes you tougher. It forces you to have a great blue-collar work ethic, and it, and it's just going to make you that much better beyond when the when, because you're, more of your life will be spent without basketball than it will be playing basketball, and so that's all part of being at Georgia Tech. That's what's so great about it. But, however, being a student athlete is is an extra challenge with that because you've got to compete at the highest level. You're demanded to win at the highest level. You you've got to perform at the highest level, but not only perform on the court. You've got to also perform in the classroom, and that's why all of our young men are phenomenal guys. They're they're great uh, people. Uh, they're very good basketball players. So anyway, originally our game was scheduled Sunday, and I want to make sure people understand this is not an excuse. There is no, I don't believe in excuses. Um, you know, in the end, you're gonna it's gonna come down. To, you you got to produce. It's production. I get it. Um, but I'm just I'm laying out the facts of the reality of the situation because these guys aren't pros. They are student athletes um, at, a, at, a, at one of the world's leading premier uh, academic institutions in the country. And you're playing a, an ACC Big Ten Challenge game on Wednesday night right before uh, in the midst of finals. And then Thursday, Friday are full of finals. And, and, and I when initially our game was scheduled for Sunday, which I thought would have been the best for us. However... Because of the ACC football championship, they wanted to move teams that were not going to play on Saturday in the football championship, the basketball games, to move to Saturday. And anyone that could possibly play Saturday in the football ACC championship to move their games to Sunday. And that's why our game moved from Sunday to Saturday, from December 8th to December 7th. I will tell you that that day mattered a lot. And because you're having intense finals on Thursday and Friday, our guys were in, in those classes. On Friday, we had multiple guys were late to practice, excused late because they were coming from um, either study hall and or, you know, tests they were taking. So, um, you know, they, they, they were obviously excused to be late because they had they had to come from, from there. And then you're asking them to get there, tape up, and and we play the next day at noon against an ACC opponent. And I and, and and on Friday I said, Mike, how you feeling? And Michael DeVoe, and Michael, and he was he came from a test on Friday, and he says, Coach, I'm mentally exhausted because he just played 30 some odd minutes on Wednesday, had to go intense study on Thursday, and had a big test on Friday. He said, I'm mentally exhausted. I said, Hey, man, I had to, like I had to, like I kind of had to try to I grabbed the team together and say, Man, we don't have time for that. Like, we're playing an ACC game 
tomorrow at noon. Everyone should be so excited, it pumped up. Uh, I mean, enthusiasm, positive energy. Uh, how? But I also understand, and I internally I get it where the guys, you know, it's it's a lot. And if you look at the past, even in the past years of whether it's you know my time here, we've every year during the finals, it's it's we've had a game during that final week where it's just been a clunker. You know, my first year when we played at Tennessee, um, you know, it was a clunker. You know, the next year we played at Wofford. It was a clunker. Uh, last year we played Gardner-Webb, coming right out of final. It was a clunker, and then and then right in the middle of finals here at Syracuse. And, and the reality of it is, based on us going to 20 games, we're always going to be having the ACC Big Ten Challenge and an ACC game during finals week. So we're going to have to manage it. And, and and maybe in the future, regardless, we I, I, for a school like Georgia Tech, I really hope we can be able to play on that Sunday and just keep it there regardless. And and I really believe Coach Collins is going to get the football into that Saturday ACC championship game, so that will solve all issues on that. Um, but, you know, that's a real deal. And, again, there's no excuse for that. I'm not making – because I'm not – you know me well enough. I'm not an excuse. I'm just trying to give a little bit of a facts and backstory that, you know, these aren't the pros. This is a real – you know, this is the the real truth to it. Um, now, uh, you know, again, uh, I've said it before. We got to get Jose. Help. We're, we're going to be better when we get Jose Alvarado and Jordan Usher, along with our along with our uh, group that we've been playing, because those are two really good players that are going to give us a great lift uh, moving forward. Look, this was a hard week for James Banks. I mean, James Banks had. I mean. Saturday he didn't play well. Uh, part and I, he and I talked about it. I mean, partly it could have been he he didn't get a lot of touches. We had to do a better job. I got to do a better job of finding ways to get him to even the ball more against the zone, we, you know. But but you know he didn't have a great day on the shot blocking or the defensive rebounds. But part of that, I mean, he was he was he had a huge Thursday and Friday with finals day and papers do you know because he's he's going to be a spring he's trying to graduate in the spring or, or darn near right after that in the summer and so there's a lot to that and um uh these guys are you know like i said i love our guys they're phenomenal young men it's not easy what they do uh, just one last thing i had a tutor not a tutor a uh, person that works in the academics was telling me that that helps with the tutoring she was telling me that uh um, her brother graduated from Georgia Tech as an aerospace engineer. He one topic class, he's got the highest clearance or something within the government. He works for the government now. But she and she said she's a, a, a she's a graduate from another school. I won't say the school. Uh, it's kind of sort of in the state, but I won't say mm -hmm. the school. And she says, oh, my goodness, the stuff when they and she's involved with tutoring. And she says she calls her brother all the time. Hey, do you know what this means? How does it, what does this mean? What is that? Because you almost got to be a Georgia Tech grad to, to understand the math and science in the classes. That's how powerful it is. But as I, like I've said, the people that are graduating from here are, are astronauts, people that are building bridges, that are coming up with all kinds of fascinating things and businesses. Well, instead of learning online, they're learning in a real classroom and with intense classes, and that's what makes Georgia Tech so powerful. So, you know, this is just this is more of a kind of a context of 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 being a, a student athlete during finals week uh, and playing a high level basketball. Yeah, and it certainly doesn't help either when Syracuse comes out and make five. Well, look, I, and I know we got to go to a break, but well. I, let me just say this: I I said I told our guys, I said, guys, they have not shot the ball well all year long. They've, they have not played well. And I told the Syracuse radio guys before the game, because they interviewed me before the game, 
and the and the people doing the ACC network came to me before the game. They said they're all there. So, so what's your keys? I said, you know what, Syracuse is due to get hot. I just pray that they're because they're going to get hot at some point. I just pray because almost fifty percent of their shots are threes. Almost 50% of their shots are threes. I said, I just pray that if they get hot, they get hot Saturday next week versus Georgetown. That's their next game versus Georgetown. They don't get hot versus us. And I'm just telling you, that was a bizarre game on Saturday. They absolutely, they, 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 they would have beaten anybody, whoever they played. We were the wrong opponent. We played at the wrong time, wrong place, wrong time, wrong opponent. It was just what the day was. They were standing on the pier shooting into the ocean, basically. That's how the basket looked to them. They were It was just a bizarre deal. They hit shots that they hadn't hit all year long. They If they miss a couple here, here, and, and our, we were just lethargic. I actually thought we did some good stuff in the zone offense. We did score 68 points. We didn't get any stops, which didn't allow us to get transition offense. So we got no points in transition. Uh, but they just hit some incredible shots, and we just looked, we were just it was a bizarre it was a bizarre afternoon. Yep, and sometimes you just gotta flush those and move on to the next one, which will of course be Kentucky Saturday, 5 p.m. and Rupp Arena. Again, the number to join in tonight 866-477-7020. We've got to hit our first time out is GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Welcome back to GT60 Live on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. For more, let's head back live now to the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. GT60 is presented by Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, and by Georgia United Credit Union, the official credit union of Georgia Tech Athletics. Welcome back on a Monday night. Andy Demetra, Josh Pastor. The phone lines are open for you at 866-477-7020. If you want to jump in on Twitter, use the hashtag GT60. Coach Michael DeVoe had been playing as well as anybody in the ACC. He was bottled up on Saturday by Syracuse. Just seven points. He was 2 of 12 from the floor. Came in leading the nation in three-point percentage. Missed his first four. Hit a three-pointer late to finish one for five. Did dish out six assists. But what did Syracuse do to, to offset Michael on Saturday? Saturday. Well, Andy, a few things. Number one, as I talked about this today to, with Michael DeVoe, <clears throat> that Michael DeVoe is going to get everyone's in the game plan. He's going to be the top of the, of the scouting report. And every time we step on the floor, the objective of the opponent is going to say, we've got to take Michael DeVoe out. When I say take him out, not give him any looks, suffocate him. And, and I thought, you know, that's how it's been. And Syracuse, you know, we, we knew going in Syracuse was going to really key on him. Even when the ball got to the high post, they were going to fan out and try to find him. Um, now, our best zone guy with the best feel is Jose Alvarado. He does a great job. You know, many players who are elite players struggle against zone. It's why a lot of times our zone is, is successful. Uh, it, because it's a different deal because you go by one guy, there's another guy there, you know. And so um, um, and, and many players, you know, because 
playing against zone, so much of it's about feel, finding where the openings are at. And obviously, Michael DeVoe is a high IQ basketball player. Uh, but our best zone offensive guy is finding that openings or those areas is Jose. And obviously, he wasn't playing. Um, but we knew they were going to eliminate and take Mike out. And so we had talked about that we needed to really dominate the red zone. What do you mean by red zone? The red zone is the pain area, uh, kind of right below where the ACC uh, uh, is listed on the court and right in between from that, right below that, all the way to right in that charge block circle area. We need to dominate the red zone. And we got the ball a lot. You know, I felt in our in, in Friday as we were talking as a staff, we were saying, look, for us to win, we're going to Moses Wright needs to get about 25 to 30 because we're going to get in those type of touches. We need James to have probably 15 to 20. Those two just need to dominate the red zone. And that has been some of the ways we've beaten Syracuse in the past is really attacking the paint, the red zone area, and really dominating that. Uh, and we got great uh, internal touches there. Uh, we missed a lot of short shots. We missed a lot of free throws. Um, and we didn't, you know, we need, Moses had 17 points and nine rebounds. Now it was 17 points on 17 shots. We, if he had 30, we still might not have won, but, but we needed that type of game from him. And we needed he and James just to kind of just own that pain area. And uh, we got it there a lot to Moses. We just didn't get, you know, didn't finish efficiently or at the at the rate that we needed to finish. You'd mentioned in the first segment it had been a quiet last two games for James Banks, and in hindsight you wished you'd gotten to more touches versus Syracuse. James had eight points, only three rebounds, though all three were offensive. First game all year in which he did not block a shot. shot yeah. Is it as simple as you look ahead to this next stretch of non-conference games as making sure James is more involved, getting more consistent touches in the half court, or is there something else that needs a reset from James to kind of rekindle his dominance? Well, look, I mean, James on Sunday versus Bethune-Cookman, I think he was two blocks away from having a triple-double because he did have mm -hmm. double-figure points and rebounds. Uh, but, but look, he, he it was a hard week for James, and I'm not, again, I'm not making an excuse because James is an incredible young man. I love him dearly. He just, you know, it was a, hard, it was a lot on him um, with 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 his academics and the finals and and papers due and there was a lot so it was a tough week for James and then there, in the midst of that tough week there was three games to be to be played and so uh, but but we you know look I I can I tell James he, he can dominate without even scoring a point because it's all about activity it's all about his rebounding on both offensive and defensive you know side of the ball but then it's also about his shot blocking and and he did have three re offensive rebounds but he didn't have any defensive rebounds and he didn't have any shot blocks block shots so a lot of that comes down to you know I told James that that you can still dominate without scoring yes we need to get you more touches uh, but we, you can still dominate in 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 the game, and that's by blocking shots and rebounding. And he didn't get any block shots or defensive rebounds, and that's just something that where you can really affect the game still, again without getting any, um, you know, points or and 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 that is something about his activity level, his readiness, uh, his approach, uh, him being an energy giver. And it's just how you prepare mentally and ready for that, knowing that this is going to be an all-out just, you know, fight and scrap and kick and claw and finding a way to be really locked in, really sharp, really attention to detail. 
and all those things that go with that, especially at his position. And we need him to be a stud. We need him to be a stud. We're depending on him to be a stud, Andy. And and he's more than capable of being that. Uh, he's just got to go out and get it done. Well, he'll try to be a stud on a big stage Saturday when you and the rest of the Jackets head to Rupp Arena to take on the Kentucky Wildcats 5 p.m. tip time. We'll be on the air 30 minutes prior with pregame coverage at 4.30. We're a little behind schedule. Hey, Michael in uh, Cleveland, Georgia, if you could be so kind as to hang through the break, we want to get to your question for Coach Pastner on the other side of the timeout. Not all fans agree on the best game day foods, but when it's served with an ice-cold Coca-Cola, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. More GT60 after this in the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Tech fans play hard, work smart, and are passionate about winning. And at Ford Motor Company, we are too. That's why the all-new 2020 Ford Explorer is the best-selling large SUV in America. It's built for life's adventures and diehard fans like you. Drive it today. Drive it home. Drive it like a Ford. Visit buyfordnow.com or see your local Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Based on 2018 CV sales of large utilities with three rows. Based on Ford segmentation. Court, a part of Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway Company, is the nation's leading provider of transition services, including furniture rental for home and office, even furnishings, destination services, apartment locating, touring, and other services. With more than 100 offices, showrooms and clearance centers across the U.S., operations in the U.K., and partners in more than 80 countries, no other furniture rental company can match Court's breadth of services and company-wide commitment to making a house a home, an office a great place to work, and an event a memorable celebration. For more info, visit Court.com. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. The Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, the highly recognized mark of distinction in college athletics across all divisions, both men's and women's sports. Follow your favorite team's pursuit for excellence in this prestigious annual award through the directorscup.com, USA Today, or L Directors' Cup on Twitter. Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, the crowning achievement in college athletics since 1993. Gold. It's not just our color. It's our commitment. It defines us, drives us. It's our standard and our pursuit. When you come to the flats, you need to remember something. Our gold is unbreakable, forever gold-blooded. We are Georgia Tech Basketball. GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. To be a part of today's show, give us a call on the hotline at 866-477-7020 or send your question on Twitter using hashtag GT60. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. GT60 is brought to you by your Atlanta area BMW centers. BMW, the official luxury vehicle of Georgia Tech Athletics, hanging out with you on a Monday night in front of Georgia Tech's next road game at Kentucky on Saturday. We'll discuss the Wildcats and your relationship with Coach Cattle Perry a little later on. All right, as advertised, here's Michael in Cleveland, Georgia. Michael, thanks so much for the patience. You are live, and go ahead with your question for Josh Pastor. Uh, good evening, Coach. 
I just had a question. You've really gone through how the things could affect the energy level of the players, but I'll tell you, I don't know if I've ever witnessed you so unanimated in any game since you've been at Georgia Tech. So hopefully you weren't having to take finals either, but didn't know what maybe affected your energy level. I was hoping you'd get a technical to juice everybody up. Yeah, no, I, no, Michael, I, I, um, a few things, um, I'm, as you know, I'm pretty animated on the sidelines and, uh, um, you know, I was in, in the huddles and you probably couldn't, you know, obviously you're not going to see it during the timeouts and the huddles. I was, I was fiercely intense, uh, on the guys, uh, to try to get him going, but I could just, you know, and then and then during that course of the game, you know, it it, it, it you're just you. I'm trying to give the guys energy, and I and and it kind of got away from us a little bit, um, and so yeah, I'm very animated. I can assure you that I'm very energized every time we step every possession. I mean, I coach and and go by every single possession and and um i literally live and die by every possession is how i do it so uh, nothing's changed i just i just think that game i was i was i did it more in the huddles than maybe on the outer marks during up and down the sideline um uh, and and because i could just tell it was just you know you got to pick your spots on that at times all right michael thank you very thank much thank you michael great question appreciate you being at the game as well too you know what that means though you now have to be twice as animated Saturday or up arena. Well, because you know the Kentucky fans will love that. Yeah, no, but I, I you know, I, but I, 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 it's, it's more of an energy feel, and mm-hmm. so um, I love our guys. We got great guys. They're they're phenomenal young men, and yes, I can be animated and intense and and have an energy because I'm an energy guy. I mean, I want to, you know, uh, uh, give off positive energy, and so. And we have tremendous uh, uh, young men. And um, so, yeah, I, I'll always be, you know, I kind of get to feel the flow and stuff. And and it's nothing's manufactured or uh, not real. I, <laughs> I, I, I literally buy every possession. And I just kind of have a feel and a flow with how it goes. I, I think Michael is implying that you're due for a good karate chop of the scorer's table here <laughs> real soon. I, One of I, your signature maneuvers, I've noticed. I, I really have tried to do a good job this year of not hitting the scorer's table. And so, and, and leaving the scorer's table uh, cushion alone and just... Uh, you know, if I'm going to do any karate chop, let it be in, in just an air. You know what I mean? Just in the air. So. Well, hey, that padding is there for a reason. You might as well use there it. for the reason, yeah. Test out the cushioniness of it. All right, that opens up a phone line for you, 866-477-7020. You can always drop your question on Twitter. Just use the hashtag GT60. Bubba Parham uh, makes his return to Lexington this Saturday. We'll talk more about Bubba's exploits when he traveled to Lexington as a member of VMI last year. But let's go back to Saturday. Had a season-best 11 points. It wasn't 11 shots, so maybe not as efficient to you as Bubba would have liked. Good to see him, though, connect on three threes. Just, are, at this point, are you just encouraging Bubba to keep shooting? Yeah. I mean, look, we, we need Bubba to make some open threes. I mean, you know, and he's more than capable of, of doing it. Like, look, I look at all of our guys. I mean, obviously Mike DeVoe shooting at a at a really good clip. But, you know, we've got multiple really good three-point shooters, even though the percentages haven't showed it just yet. I mean, uh, you know, Bubba was a 40% three-point shooter uh, from VMI, and, and so he, he just needs a few down. I think him not having Jose – has put the extra stress, tension, pressure on him that's maybe not have allowed him to free some uh, some shots uh, open for him. Um, you know, look, uh, uh, Khalid Moore is, I think he's 4 for 12 
uh, on the year right now, so he's about 33%. I think Asante Price, you know, is a really good shooter. He, he was, I mean, in high school and early in the season, he was really good shooting. He's just, you know, he's a freshman. He's he's playing minutes. Uh, he's playing a lot of minutes, and he's a, and he's and he's going to continue to be a really good player. He's he does a lot of good things mm. for us defensively, and so I think part of all that is same thing, kind of like with Bubba. You're you're asking him to do a lot defensively, and 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 so it, it adds extra tension and stress onto you on the offensive game. And guys like Bubba or Asante Price, they just need a few to go in. Uh, just to kind of see the ball go through the hoop, and I just think it could open up a floodgates of them both making a bunch of threes. And I, and I think that was a good thing for Khalid Moore on Saturday. He did make two of three from the three-point line, which is great. Um, and so, uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll – we'll, and Shambari, you know, I thought Shambari, you know, Shambari did hit a three. Um, so we're due to make a, a barrage of threes uh, and, and just – hit a bunch and it would be no better time than to do it in, in Saturday versus Kentucky. But no, I mean, with Bubba, uh, you've got to, he takes some deep shots and you're going to have to, you know, you're going to live with it a little bit and you just, at some point they're going to flow and they're going to fall. Georgia college, you know, he obviously made in the, in the exhibition, he made five, three point shots against Georgia college, but um. You know, again, not having Jose probably yeah. affected some things with him, and he's just still we we. Uh, there's no better time for him to break out of it on Saturday versus Kentucky. And, and I'm glad you bring that up because the mere sight of Bubble Parm at Rupp Arena again may send some Kentucky fans back into therapy. Because if you don't know, VMI played Kentucky last year when Bubble was a sophomore. He made 10 of 16 threes against Kentucky in a game surely no Kentucky fan saw come and finished with 35 points. Kentucky won the game, but all anybody was talking about afterwards was Bubba's shooting display, 10 of 16. Uh, that sounds pretty good. May have to order it again. I would order it again like the double order. Can he do that? I mean, uh, so... Uh, um, you know, right now we'll just take five of those. You know, <laughs> ten. We just need a, we just need a few to go through, and he's more than capable. And and be no better time than to to get that going on on Saturday. All right. Once again, the phone numbers for you tonight: eight six six four seven seven seventy twenty. Hashtag on Twitter is GT sixty. We'll take another time out. Higher Regency Atlanta has rambling rates all season. Visit higherregencyatlanta.com and use offer code GTEC. Higher Regency Atlanta, a preferred partner of Georgia Tech Athletics, is GT60 here on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Best tailgate? It's got to be burgers. And an ice cold Coke. Real football. Y pollo asado. Hoops and wings. It sucks. Nah, hot dog. No, Dodger dog. I'll drink to that. Pass me a Coke. It's got to be crawfish. Mac and cheese. No, seven layer dip. Ribs. No contest. Hummus. Um, what? You need a hot grill and an ice cold Coke. Of course. Football and Coke. Come on. It's got to be Coke. Game day? Race day. Calls for Coke. You know it. It's Tailgate 101. At Georgia Power, we believe our lake should be filled with water, not trash. That a healthy honeybee population will pollinate a healthier environment. That building homes is just as important as powering them. That's why we believe what we do off the grid is just as important as the clean, safe, reliable, affordable energy we provide on it. And that's a different kind of energy. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. 
Libman makes a difference. The Libman Mop Crew is part of our winning team. The Libman Mop Crew makes sure the hardwood is clean and safe for the players every game at McCamish Pavilion. No matter what kind of flooring you have at your home court, Libman has the tools to keep it clean. Our mops, brooms, and brushes are proudly family made in the USA. Visit Libman.com to see our whole lineup and for a store locator. That's Libman.com. Libman, proud partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. RamblinRec.com is your home for up-to-the-minute Georgia Tech sports news. Log on to RamblinRec.com and you'll find exclusive stories, updated stats, ticket and scheduling information, and much more on the official website of Georgia Tech Athletics. Plus, you can tune into live games and coaches show broadcasts from anywhere in the world. Follow your favorite Jackets team online and keep up with Georgia Tech sports news as it happens at RamblinRec.com, the official website of Georgia Tech Athletics. with GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. To be a part of today's show, give us a call on the hotline at 866-477-7020 or send your question on Twitter using hashtag GT60. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. GT60 is presented by Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Once again, Tech versus Kentucky for the 72nd time. First time the Lockhorns in 19 years. Rump Arena Saturday. Mark your calendars for a 5 p.m. tip-off. Let's go back out to the phone lines. David from Atlanta joins us next. David, welcome back. Go ahead with head coach Josh Pastner. Great. Thank you very much. Uh, first of all, I, I did attend the game uh, against Syracuse and Coach Pastor, you look mighty animated to my wife and I, uh, so that was my comment. My question is you've talked an awful lot about Jordan Usher, and I was curious how you saw him playing, I assume a shooting guard, but be very much interested in, in kind of how you see him fitting into the offense. Yep, thanks, David. Appreciate you very much, and uh, uh, thank you for calling in. Uh, um, a few things uh, regarding Jordan Usher. He gets eligible December 18th, first ball state. The countdown has reached single-digit days. The single-digit days. Uh, the one thing about Jordan, David, is is one. I mean, he, he's a he's a good basketball player. I mean, he is high energy, um, downhill. Like he can attack downhill. He can really get to the paint. He's going to be excellent in transition. He's a guy that can get you a bucket going downhill. Uh, he, he's going to help our team. Just a jolt of energy, high, high motor. Very fast twitch. Very fast twitch. And uh, so he he's going to help us. And even his cutting, how hard he cuts. And so he's going to open up some different things for some different guys. He's going to be a good rebounder for us. Um, you're going to really like him. David, when you see him on the floor, um, uh, I think he's going to really fit in with with how we play, with what we want to do, with the motor that we want to go with, and uh, he's going to be a really good addition. I'm really proud of Jordan. He's come a long way um, from the time we got him here to where he is now. He's really progressed as a young man, and that's what's some of the great joys of college basketball 
uh, coaching is that you get to see young people continue to develop and mature and, and have the maturation process uh, beyond just on the floor. So um, <clears throat> we're really excited about Jordan, and uh, he'll give us a good lift when he's eligible on the 18th of December. Yeah, so he will not be in uniform for the Kentucky game, but the game after versus Ball State. He will be traveling with us to Kentucky. He uh, he will travel with us, but he, you, you are correct, Andy. He will not play. Uh, he'll be eligible the game after uh, Kentucky, which is Wednesday, December the 18th, first ball state. Boy, he feels like a Bronco in a holding pen right now. Yeah. You're native of Canton, Georgia, who began his career at Southern Cal. Looking forward to seeing him in a Georgia Tech uniform. Again, the hashtag on Twitter is GT60. Let's tackle a couple on Twitter, Coach. Uh, Michael wants to know, how do you like having conference games so early in the schedule like North Carolina State and Syracuse? Well, uh, Michael, good question. What I would tell you is is just that's that's how it's going to be and this on everything moving forward based on the, the league going to 20 league games. The reason we played in, in the early November 5th period was part of the ACC network, and this is tough to have an ACC countable game as I mentioned earlier in our in our show, uh, during finals week, it's 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 not easy, uh, but we're going to have to deal with it, and we're going to have to to find a way to be successful, especially during the finals week. Uh, that's right. I make the mm -hmm. recommendation that we. I, I really think Georgia Tech should be able to play on those Sundays, and I do think Coach Collins is going to handle that just by the way that he's going to get the football program to play in the ACC championship. But regardless, we should be playing on Sundays based on the rigorous schedules of our finals. And I don't know if any other school, any other uh, institution in in the ACC have finals that last over two weeks, mm -hmm. week and a half. So um, <clears throat> that being said, uh, I do like it. It's, it's part of it. Heck, I think eventually, forget just 20 league games. Might as well go to 22 or 24. What the heck? <laughs> hey, why not? Just keep loading well, a lot I of mean, the plate. Just, just keep playing the best talent. I mean, you look at our schedule. Let's just keep playing great uh, teams. You can you can play cupcakes or you can play a schedule like that we're playing where that's, that's a high-powered schedule and uh, there's no nights off. All right, let's dive into another question on Twitter. This one comes from Troy, who's always good with the brain-teasing questions. Troy says the awesome thing about football is, is the crazy plays nobody sees coming. He gives the examples of fake punts, tackle eligible players. What is the equivalent in basketball of a crazy trick play, and have you ever used a quote-unquote gadget play on any possession in your coaching career finishes with good luck and beat Kentucky? Thanks, Troy. Appreciate you uh, uh, reaching out on Twitter. Um, yeah, I, what I would say is, uh, yeah, football, obviously there's more opportunities with onside kicks and, and, and fake plays because there's 30, you know, there's, a, what is it, 40 seconds between each play. You have an opportunity before you have to, to snap the ball. Uh, with basketball, it's such free-flowing. So the only really opportunities for trickery is coming maybe out of timeouts, um, uh, maybe changing of defenses. The, the biggest trickery things are, are you, are you trapping, maybe not trapped? Do you throw a press on? Do you change a defense? Uh, do you change a defense in the middle of a possession? You know, after a certain amount of passes or if the ball gets to a certain area of the floor, maybe uh, you go from one defense to the to another defense in the middle of a possession. That's 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 mm -hmm. kind of cool. You know, I, 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 the, I feel like offensively, anything that comes out of a timeout that ends in an alley-oop, yeah, would quantify as a, a, a qualify as a gadget play. Yeah, that's, I would agree with that. That's kind of a gadget play. You know, when we played UConn um, a few years ago when I was at Memphis uh, and senior day for UConn, and they hadn't lost at home in a long time, or and uh, or they had like a 98% winning percentage in the last five years there, and we ended up playing a triangle and two the entire game. 
uh, and we end up winning the game. And uh, uh, so I've done some little crazy things like that that's helped us get some wins uh, along the way. You tried for an alley-oop on the opening half-court possession we, versus Syracuse. First play of the game we tried, and, and – um, uh, we, you know, we ended up scoring because Moses yeah. ended up rebounding and got to put it back. But we did look for a lob in that first play. Well, speaking of Moses, his last three games, 15.7 points and 10 rebounds per game. Led your team with 17 points, nine boards versus Syracuse on Saturday. Got to hit another timeout. Once again, GT60 is brought to you by your Atlanta area BMW centers. BMW, the official luxury vehicle of Georgia Tech Athletics. Coming up, it's our Coca-Cola ACC refresher. Stay with us for that on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Tech fans play hard, work smart, and are passionate about winning. And at Ford Motor Company, we are too. That's why the all-new 2020 Ford Explorer is the best-selling large SUV in America. It's built for life's adventures and diehard fans like you. Drive it today. Drive it home. Drive it like a Ford. Visit buyfordnow.com or see your local Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Based on 2018 CV sales of large utilities with three rows. Based on Ford segmentation. Best tailgate? It's got to be burgers. And an ice cold Coke. Real football. Y pollo asado. Hoops and wings. It sucks. Nah, hot dog. No, Dodger dog. I'll drink to that. Pass me a Coke. It's got to be crawfish. Mac and cheese. No. Seven layer dip. Ribs. No contest. Hummus. Um, what? You need a hot grill and an ice cold Coke. Of course. Football and Coke. Come on. It's got to be Coke. Game day? Race day. Calls for Coke. You know it. It's tailgate 101. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. For the last two years, BMW has helped provide 2.4 million meals to people in need through Feeding America. With this year's program alone, we hope to reach 2 million and further build connections with the local food banks and community. So right now, during BMW's Drive to End Hunger Test Drive event, November 12th through 16th, your test drive will help provide 200 meals to Feeding America, and you'll receive $1,000 towards a new BMW. Visit your local BMW dealer for details. Join BMW's Drive to End Hunger Test Drive event and receive a $1,000 credit. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Oh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? <laughs> yeah. Lamo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield IMG College. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. Welcome back to GT60 Live on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. For more, let's head back live now to the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. Welcome to your Coca-Cola ACC refresher. It's a light slate midweek. Three games tomorrow. Boston College plays host to Albany. Number one, Louisville takes on Texas Tech, the reigning national runners-up. And Notre Dame is home for my dad's alma mater, the University of Detroit. Wednesday, one game, Virginia Tech at home versus Chattanooga. And then alongside our game on Saturday, Louisville back at home to take on Eastern Kentucky. Syracuse is at Georgetown. Miami hosts Alabama A&M. Notre Dame plays host to UCLA in South Bend. And Wake Forest versus Xavier in the Skip Prosser Classic.
Thursday. Let's talk about Asani Price. You had mentioned him earlier in the program, your freshman from Columbia, South Carolina. He came in with the reputation of a shooter. You thought he could really fortify your outside shooting. It's been a slow start offensively with his touch. It was good to see him knock down a three late in the Syracuse game. I'm just curious from a general perspective, Coach, how do you manage a young player in your program who might be struggling with his shooting? Yeah, look, I mean, Asante is, is a fine young man, and he's going to be a really good player. He's, you know, you kind of mentioned about the uh, Jordan Usher quick twitch muscle. He, Asante's got that, he, and he's done a lot of good um, defensively for us, and he's very capable based on his athleticism uh, to be a you know a high level guy for us. Yeah, and and yes, has he struggled shooting? Do, I, did I envision him to be a better shooter? I did, and he is. He is better than what his numbers are. He's had some really good looks. They're going to fall. I mean, it's just a matter of time. I think part of it is. You know the adjustment that you come in as a, as a freshman in college with the academics and you know understanding what the requirements are defensively and how hard you have to play every possession and that's why I believe guys make the biggest jump between their freshman and sophomore year. Uh, you can look at that with Michael mm-hmm. DeVoe. You can look at that with Khalid Moore. You can look at that with Moses Wright, and even though he's a junior now. Um, so, I mean, kind of look at even James Banks because he really didn't play his first two years. He didn't play his first two years at Texas, so last year was like, kind of like a freshman year for him. And that's going to be the same um, um, uh, trajectory for, for Asante Price is he, he will continue to get better. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, you know, he – I really like Asante. I think he's got a chance to be really, really good. I think his best basketball is in front of him. And as each day goes by, he's going to continue to get better. And at some point, it's, he's going to break out of that you know, uh, shooting where he's going to make a bunch of threes and just kind of take off from there. Whatever slump he's enduring right now, it doesn't seem either like he's turning down shots that you want him to take. Right, and and he's not. And, 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 he's, and he's, he's a, he is a sh- good shooter i mean he he was a very good shooter in high school he was a very good shooter in summer he was a good shooter in the preseason he's just had struggled to find his his shot making right now and like i said i think part of that is the full adjustment of being at this level in college basketball got longer uh, more athletic guys yeah, running and, out at you and, and 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 he's doing a lot of stuff defensively that maybe doesn't show up in the box score that's really good for us um it's all part of the maturation it's all part of the development he's going to continue to improve he's going to continue to get better uh, I, I i love his upside and he's going to be a high level guy for us as we continue to move forward I'm curious also, how do you address the free throw shooting with your team? Two schools of thought in this. Number one, the more you talk about it, the more it becomes the elephant in the room, the more pressure it puts on your guys. The other school of thought is you just leave it alone and hope that it works itself no, out. Well, look, I mean, we've worked a lot at it. We've spent a lot of time, Andy, and I'm kind of the school of thought is let's not hide the elephant in the room. I mean, we, we, like, Today I went through the numbers on the board about what guys, what your guys are shooting, both from the field, three-point line, your turnovers to assist, and your free throws. Um, and and look, you've got to produce. You've got to be better than these stats show. You are better than these stats show, and that includes from the free throw line. Like we, like I told Moses, Moses, you cannot be shooting at the level that you're shooting from the free throw line. That can't happen. We can't be having these plays going to the rim and we're and we're missing these points on the board and they're four point swings the other way because of our lack of free throw shooting. And these guys are really good. They they can make them. It's and a lot of it's a toughness thing. They just got to go up there and block everything out, ignore the noise and put the ball in the basket. And so I'm, you know, listen, we've worked at it. We've 
you know, had the consequences in the sense of when you, you know, done the drill when you're missing free throws, everyone lines up and runs. Um, you know, we've 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 done it, and and I and I don't think hiding from it or trying to, you know, not talk about it. Tomorrow we're going to shoot a bunch of free throws in practice, and uh, um, but they just got to get up there and knock it down. It's them the ball in the rim. They got to ignore the noise, just toughen right in that laser-like focus on what needs to be done, and and go up there and, and stick it. And because we've got to take advantage, Andy, of those opportunities to put the ball in the basket, those free points. I mean, we're scoring better than we've had in any of my time here, and when you are leaving so many points on the board by missed free throws by missed layups and because of some, uh, uh, especially some turnovers in transition. Over these last, let's say, two weeks, are your coaches looking for flaws in guys' mechanics, uh, encouraging them to change their yeah, pre-shot I mean, routine, we're, we're any of that? To, I mean, you know, like we talk about the breathing techniques to make sure that they're taking a nice deep breath beforehand. I mean, look, Bubba's a great free throw shooter. James Banks is a very good free throw shooter. So if James Banks can do it, everybody can do it. Uh, um, you know, look at Michael DeVoe. He's shooting, look what he's shooting from three, but he's shooting 66% from the free throw line. Those things just, it, it's a, it's frustrating. Um, it's aggravating. I know it's frustrating and aggravating for me. I know it's frustrating and aggravating for our young men, our student athletes, and I know it's frustrating and aggravating for the fans. Um, uh, but, but we're due to get hot both from three and from the free throw line, sort of like Syracuse coming in. They yep. have not shot the ball well, as we talked about earlier. And, and I had told the Syracuse radio people beforehand that scares me in a sense that, that I knew they were eventually due at some point. Uh, it needed to be the next game versus Georgetown, but we're in that same similar boat. We are due to get hot at some point here, both in, in all areas of the floor, uh, and that's just that's got to happen. Now we did have 19 assists on 24 made field mm -hmm. goals for Syracuse on Saturday, but we, we're we're due to get hot. Uh, I, and it would be no better time than Saturday versus can, Kentucky. Yeah, can you get hot in the hallowed halls of Rupp Arena, where you'll find yourself on Saturday for a 5 p.m. tip? Coming up on the other side of the break, we'll dive into our joint chiropractic next game adjustment. Final thoughts on the Wildcats. Final thoughts on the week ahead for your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Once again, our Coca-Cola ACC refresher brought to you by Coca-Cola. Not all fans agree on the best game day foods, but when they're served with a nice cold Coca-Cola, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. Back to wrap things up with Josh Pat after this on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Best tailgate? It's got to be burgers. And an ice cold Coke. Real football. Y pollo asado. Hoops and wings. It subs. Nah, hot dog. No, Dodger dog. I'll drink to that. Pass me a Coke. It's got to be crawfish. Mac and cheese. No, seven layer dip. Ribs. No contest. Hummus. Um, what? You need a hot grill and an ice cold Coke. Of course. Football and Coke. Come on. It's got to be Coke. Game day, race day. Calls for Coke. You know it. It's Tailgate 101. Gold. It's not just our color. It's our commitment. It defines us. Drives us. It's our standard and our pursuit. When you come to the flats, you need to remember something. Our gold is unbreakable. Forever gold-blooded. Georgia Tech Basketball. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. 
Follow the Yellow Jackets with Everyday Champions, the official magazine of Georgia Tech Sports. Each issue contains exclusive stories and photos, plus the latest news from inside Tech Athletics. It's all that's positive about the Jackets. Subscribe now for only $9.95 per year. Call 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799, to sign up for Everyday Champions. That's 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799. Libman makes a difference. The Libman Mop Crew is part of our winning team. The Libman Mop Crew makes sure the hardwood is clean and safe for the players every game at McCamish Pavilion. No matter what kind of flooring you have at your home court, Libman has the tools to keep it clean. Our mops, brooms, and brushes are proudly family made in the USA. Visit Libman.com to see our whole lineup and for a store locator. That's Libman.com. Libman, proud partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. For the last two years, BMW has helped provide 2.4 million meals to people in need through Feeding America. With this year's program alone, we hope to reach 2 million and further build connections with the local food banks and community. So right now, during BMW's Drive to End Hunger Test Drive event, November 12th through 16th, your test drive will help provide 200 meals to Feeding America, and you'll receive $1,000 towards a new BMW. Visit your local BMW dealer for details. Join BMW's Drive to End Hunger Test Drive event and receive a $1,000 credit. Follow the Yellow Jackets with Everyday Champions, the official magazine of Georgia Tech Sports. Each issue contains exclusive stories and photos, plus the latest news from Inside Tech Athletics. It's all that's positive about the Jackets. Subscribe now for only $9.95 per year. Call 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799, to sign up for Everyday Champions. That's 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799. Once again, thank Georgia United Credit Union, the official credit union of Georgia Tech Athletics and a proud sponsor of GT60. Two programs that have some storied histories separately, and Saturday they will intersect once again. We're talking about Georgia Tech and Kentucky beginning a home-at-home -home series at Rupp Arena in Lexington. Tip time set for 5 o'clock. Of course, the most famous game in the rivalry probably took place in 1955 when uh, Kentucky had a 129-game home court win streak. Wackheider, don't you picture hangs. And we're just in the Wackheider room here right here. Hangs right behind you. One of the great Georgia Tech coaches. They have a room named after yep. And the Camus Pavilion took his two and four Yellow Jackets in. They had lost their two matchups with Kentucky the year before by 52 and 51 points. They shocked UK 59-58 and snapped Kentucky's NCAA record 129-game home court win streak, a record that stands to this day. And I bet you there will be some Kentucky fans at Rupp Arena still salty about that game from 1955. I want to talk about your relationship with Coach Cal. I, people may not realize just how close you two are. Yeah, I worked for Coach Calipari when I was at Memphis. Obviously, I was in the I was on the way to Kentucky. Uh, in fact, I got when I was the assistant at Arizona, I actually got offered the job to go with Billy Gillespie 
uh, to go to Kentucky. Oh, the stories you could have told. Yeah, as an assistant coach, I decided not to go. I decided to stay with Lute Olson and and uh, um, and then. The, then eventually I had an opportunity to go with Coach Calipari at Memphis, and then when he got the job at Kentucky, I was planning to be with him there, and then obviously um, I uh, uh, ended up getting the job at Memphis. But I love Coach Cal. He's he's one of the great coaches in the game of the history of the basketball game. I mean, look at what he's done, uh, whether it's been at UMass or at Memphis or at uh, Kentucky. He's won wherever he's, he's been. His teams are always great uh, defensive teams they always play hard they're great rebounding teams um, you know yes he's a great recruiter um, and uh, and he gets some of the best players uh, however it's not easy to always put all those best players together and have them uh, be on the same wavelength and, and be cohesive so uh, he's in the hall of fame I've been I've worked and learn from him. I've learned from Lute Olson, so I've learned around two Hall of Fame guys and been very fortunate that I had the opportunity to, to work for Coach Calipari. And uh, he, he's, he's, he's great, and he's like I said, he's one of the great coaches in the history of sports. And what I, people used to ask me, what's it like you know, being around him? I said, listen, here's the deal. He he he's an incre- he, his, he's an incredible businessman. He's an inc- he's a marketing genius. If if he started a pizza place right down the road uh, and sold by he 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 would end up being a multi-million dollar business. He his his foresight in so marketing. So he could have been a, a Papa John, if you will. Incredible. Yes, it, he just happened to choose basketball. Yeah. And like there'd be many times I'd be with him on the road, and he would say, "You see that that uh, store over there, Josh." They're just—they're not—they're going to go out of business because they just—the the way they're positioned in the shopping center, uh, the signage here, the sign—I mean, he—and and other times you say, man, if I could take over that store right there, um, you know, he—I've had many stories with him. Um, He's—he's he's, he's incredible guy. The funny thing is, he got one time got offered the NC State job, and the reason he didn't take the job at NC State was because on campus, one of the pizza places he went to, he didn't like the pizza. No. <laughs> yeah. So he just—he's—he's he's kind of super. Superstitious of that stuff, and uh, uh, but he's a great guy. I loved working for him, and I was very fortunate to have the opportunity to work for him. All right, in 15 seconds or less, joint chiropractic next game adjustments, priorities for a better day versus Kentucky. Yeah, well, one, we're going to be great in transition defense. Our start's got to be better, and we're due to make some shots. We're going to have to make some threes against Kentucky. All right, there you have it, 5 p.m. when we tip things off on Saturday. Your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets and the Kentucky Wildcats, Coach. We appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. He's head coach Josh Passer for our network engine. Miller Pope, Dan Courts inside the network studios. I'm Andy Demetra. Thanks once again for listening to GT60. We'll talk to you Saturday on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.